0: So call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Sober Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. I'm Shane Raymer, and you're listening to That Sober Guy podcast. And today we're going to be talking about three tips to help you not drink tomorrow. Now, one of the biggest challenges that I had in the beginning of uh, giving up alcohol, giving up drugs was waking up every day and swearing that I wasn't going to drink that day. I wasn't going to get high that day. I wasn't going to do any of the shit that I had been doing and then finding myself drunk and high by noon, uh, sometimes earlier. That shit went on for a long time and it absolutely sucked. There was a lot of shame involved. There was a lot of guilt involved. There was a lot of anger, resentment, all all those things that pop up. Uh, like a boner in sweatpants. Oh, we're talking about the Walmart sweatpants with the cuffs on the bottom, you know, them $5 Hanes ones. Don't be wearing those. In fact, actually, I'm gonna have to pick pick a couple pairs up for the wintertime coming. Okay, but all jokes aside, boner sweats and all, that's a rough thing when you're waking up every day telling yourself you're not gonna do something and really wanting to do that but not being able to. And so that's why I figured, let me talk about a couple tips today um, to maybe help somebody out there not drink tomorrow. And let me tell you why I titled it tomorrow and not today because I thought to myself, maybe someone watching this is already drunk. Maybe they already been drinking today. they got to come up with a strategy and some planning for tomorrow. So that's what we're going to get into with a couple of the tips today, three to be exact. And I also want to mention there's no magical... Um, there's no magical wand or no magical way that all of a sudden you're just going to be able to magically quit. You got to put the work in. You got to do things that people suggest and do things that have worked for other people. It may not be exactly. Everybody's different. Things that work for one person might not work for another person, vice versa. You have to actually put the work in. We're going to get to that in just a minute. And before we do that, Um, be sure to check us out at ThatSoberGuy.com. You can get past episodes there. You can get resources there. Uh, You can also connect with us on Instagram at RealThatSoberGuy and on Twitter at Shane Raymer. Now, if you're listening to this via iTunes, Spotify, or any of the other audio platforms, there's a whole bunch out there. I can't keep up with how many uh, there is. uh, But or and, and or but you want to watch the show with some video and see my ugly-ass mug all up in your beautiful mug, go to YouTube.com soberguy Sober Guy. I'm sorry, That Sober Guy podcast. And uh, if you do that, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Now, I want you to check out the That Sober Guy merch store. We're offering 13% off of the whole store in honor of Halloween this month. Halloween! Halloween! Oh, I'm so sorry. Why did I just do that? What an embarrassment. How embarrassing. He just sung a Misfits song. One of my favorites, though. Halloween by Misfits. AFI redid it. I actually think I heard the AFI version first. I know that's probably illegal. Uh, Should be, at least. uh, Because you got to give credit to Glenn Danzig and the Misfits. But... One of my favorite jams, especially around Halloween time. And speaking of Halloween, we have men's shirts. We have shirts for the ladies. We have hoodies. We have zip-up hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We have a TSG phone case. And we're offering 13% off the whole store in honor of Halloween this month. Um, Help support us. Go to thatsoberguide.com, Click on the store tab. And then when you buy a couple of items on there, one item or a couple, whatever you prefer, you can type in the promo code in the promo code box, LUCKY13. That's all capitals, LUCKY13, one word. And you'll get 13% off your entire order. And that's good until November 1st, 2018. Also, just want to say, we had a phenomenal time at our show uh, last night, the 18th at Journey Coffee Company in Bacaville, California, another live show, another successful live show, tons of good family, tons of good friends, tons of good homies coming out, meeting new people, doing some fun stuff, having a good time, talking about community, getting people together in recovery and those outside of recovery that are just there to support. It's all about living a better lifestyle and, uh, that sober guy. Platform really helped to do that and bring some folks together. So, look out for more live shows. Uh, you can go to the website and you can click on the live shows tab to see when the next upcoming one is. And we just want to say thank you again to everybody for supporting us, for coming out to Journey Coffee Company, uh, to Eco Chic, the best health and wellness store you're going to find in Bacaville, Solano County, in the greater area. Um, and everybody else, too, help support us. We just love you guys and we greatly appreciate you. All right. Three tips to help you not drink tomorrow. Number one, quit being a bitch. Number two, suck it up. Ho. Number three, just don't drink. Thanks for tuning in today. Go to that sober Guy. Thanks for tuning in today. That joke didn't work. Go to that soberguy.com. Bye. No. As if I need to tell you that, but I'm sure we've all heard some of those before. Quit being a bitch. Miss suck it up. Just don't drink. Why can't you quit? So classic, right? So classic. And for those who haven't dealt with addiction or seen somebody deal with addiction, maybe in your family, a loved one, a friend, it just doesn't make sense. Why can't they just quit? Why doesn't he just stop? It's a common question. And like I said, it doesn't work like that. Now, I'm living through this life one day at a time. I'm trying to do my best to be in the moment, in the now. And as I hear in one of my favorite guided meditations, this phrase, right here, it's like this. I love how that sounds. Just as I say it back, right here, it's like this. So I'm in the moment right now. I'm talking in this microphone. I'm doing a podcast. I'm thinking about recovery. I'm, my feet are touching the floor right now. I'm drinking a sip of coffee. <sighs> That's for you, Jess. That's what I'm doing right now in this moment. And another tip for you, if you feel lost, if you feel uncertain, if you feel anxiety, take a look at your feet. What's up, feet? How you doing down there i'm right where I'm supposed to be. Take a look at your feet you're right where you're supposed to be right now in this moment so let's try this again three tips to help you not drink tomorrow now I wanted to open with this this list is going to be geared more towards someone who's still functioning but abusing alcohol um, and, and is questioning their drinking habits, how much they're drinking. Maybe they're drinking every day. Maybe they see it progressing. Okay, and so some examples of that, uh, maybe somebody's still holding their job. Their marriage hasn't fallen apart yet. They haven't went to jail yet. They haven't had multiple DUIs. Um, you know, uh, they're not blowing dudes in the back alley for spare change. If that's you... In addition to some mouthwash, uh, you're gonna need some more professional help, that last part there. So, some of those more severe symptoms, and all jokes aside on that, for real, like physical withdrawals, um, other mental or physical health issues, I gotta say, you definitely should seek a doctor, some professional help. That's not me. I'm just a dude in recovery, I'm not a professional. At the moment yet, um, you know, I just have some experience in growing up and seeing addiction, alcohol, drug abuse, and then experiencing it for myself. And that's what I'm here to do is share some things that have worked for me, some things that haven't worked for me, and some things that I've seen work and not work for other people. Okay, so if you don't know, and that is you, you're having serious withdrawals, physical, and, and even if you're not and you're just looking for a resource, you can call Foundations Recovery Network. And you can start with them. Foundations has nationwide residential and outpatient facilities. They also have a confidential and private line you can call at 877 714 1318. That's 877 714 1318. And uh, you can ask some questions, you can get some advice, you can seek some counsel for you or a loved one. They're a great company. Feel free to reach out to Foundations anytime. Once again, that's 877 714 1318. You got to make a decision. It all starts with a decision. And I made that decision, or at least I thought I did quite a few times before it actually stuck. So that said, don't give up. Just because it doesn't work the first time doesn't mean it can't work the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and so on. It may take you as much as 25 times. I've seen you know, people come in the rooms and and out of the rooms and and talk about how it took them years to finally put some time together. And the and the one thing, the one common thread, the one common theme that all the people I've talked to have said is that they didn't give up. They kept at it through the through the hard times, through the highs, the lows, Uh, and it's not easy, but don't give up. That's that's not a um, solution. It might feel like a solution that's okay. That's why we're talking about some of these tips today. Okay, so let's start with number one. The first tip, the first tip, we're not playing just the tip, okay? I know some of y'all got some dirty minds out there. We're not talking about that. Take it away. We're talking about three tips to help you not drink tomorrow. And the first one is have a plan and have a schedule. Have a plan and have a schedule. So I want you to think about this for a second. Ask yourself a question and I'll, I'll tee it up for you and propose it. What does your schedule look like from the moment you wake up to the moment you hit the pillow? And I understand some of us got some busy ass schedules, long work days, long commutes, long days in general full of all kinds of different things you're juggling. I call it the multiple hat syndrome. I actually just made that up right now. Sounds kind of cool. Multiple hats, though, we're wearing. We got the dad hat. We got the worker hat. We got the sober hat. We got the husband hat or the wife hat. We got, or the mom hat. I, I said dad. and mom, too. We got all these different hats that we got to wear throughout the day and different things to do. We got to switch gears constantly and if we're not on some type of schedule our days are chaos for some of us our days are freaking chaos anyways but you got to plan it out we got to think about what does my day look like tomorrow and so i wanted to give uh, an example of what an average day looks like in my routine and i picked a monday or a t- uh, monday or a tuesday Because those are days that I have meetings that I attend and that's an important part of of one of the three steps and so I wanted to include that in here. So here's an average day and and how I kind of plan and schedule out the next day. And it's pretty similar every day. Once you get it down to a science, you know, of course you got to make adjustments sometimes. Some days start a little bit earlier depending on what you got going on. But for the most part, it's pretty similar. I tend to do a lot of the same things. So, Monday or Tuesday schedule looks like this. I wake up. I shit. Yes, I said it. Usually, while I'm shitting, I'm reading transitions daily. And my daily verses. That's usually what I'm doing. While I'm taking care of business bright and early. I might check a couple of emails, which I shouldn't do, but I'm trying to be honest right now. It depends if sometimes they they pop up automatically, sometimes they don't. If they've already popped up, I check them sometimes. I try not to. I try to stick to just the the the, the uh, Transitions Daily, which, by the way, is a great tool. It's transitionsdaily.com. I believe it's .com or .org. I'm going to have to check that. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, And it's a daily AA email gets emailed right to your inbox. I got a private Facebook group takes five minutes to go through. It's really a great way to start your day and it's free. So check that one out. You can also check out um, any daily Bible verses or daily, daily motivational verses, uh, whatever it is that suits you best. You can, you can find something that, that you get emailed to you. You set an alert on your phone um, to, or, or have a book that you have that you want to go through and read those daily motivational stuff. That's big for me. That's, uh, you know, that's a big part of right when I'm getting out of bed. And, you know, I, I skip this, but I should say this too. I try every morning to start with some gratitude right off the bat. Like, damn God, thank you for, um, just letting me wake up today. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the job that I get to go to today. Thank you for the work that I get to do. You know, thank you for uh, this day in general and letting me live and enjoy and work and and serve another day. You know, gratitude is a very, very powerful thing for me. And when I'm in that, the days are uh, a lot easier and a lot more fulfilling and a lot better. So I try to do that too. Then I go straight for some coffee. And sometimes those can switch a little bit. Sometimes depending on how I'm feeling, I might need coffee right when I wake up too. So that's right in there, but I'm definitely going for some coffee. After I take care of some of that business, I want to get some prayer and some meditation in for at least five minutes, at least five minutes, something to relax my mind, to get, you know, to get me moving, get my headspace cleared out. Dude, sometimes it's so chaotic up there, just rolling. Man, all kinds of things to do, things to think about and remember. And I do try to do lists too. That helps to, to, to cure some of that um, like scrambled thoughts and uh, overwhelming feelings of shit to do. I'll try to make a list out also. Um, that's beside the point of the prayer meditation. That's a, that's a general thing I try to do every day is get at least five minutes in in that. And a lot of the time, this leads into the next one is a walk. Okay, I pretty much walk every day, almost every day. Okay, if I'm, if I average it out, at least at least four to five days a week. That's probably pretty fair. Some days, every day during the week, maybe not Sundays, but during the week time, you know, other days it's maybe two, three days. So I'm on an average four to five days. So I'm trying to get that in often, and while I'm walking, I will do my prayer and meditation while I'm walking sometimes, and combine them. I just found that it's easy for me to get in that mode when I'm out moving versus sitting sometimes. And and sometimes it's easier for me to sit. It just depends kind of how I'm feeling. So that goes back to what I was saying earlier about flexing, giving yourself grace, being able to adjust to certain things, certain times, certain ways that I'm feeling in that moment and making it work for me because it's never going to be perfect. I'm never going to, it's never going to be the perfect time to do something. I'm going to have to adjust sometimes. So walking is a great way to do that. I get back after the walk. Now I'm ready for work. Boom. Starting off on some work stuff. Okay. Getting my work done. I got my list to go down of things I got to do that day. Whatever's going on. Take a, a lunch break. Try to eat something somewhat healthy. That ain't always the case. I got to tell you that. But, you know, that's a whole nother show in itself. Uh, maybe we'll get there one day. Uh, but, um, you know, take a lunch break stretch, walk it off a little bit, eat something, um, you know, those breaks are important, and then and then get back to work. Work the remainder of the day. Going down the list again. I'm still trying to stay focused on what I have to do, you know, during that time period. What tasks do I need to get done? Um, you know, trying to stay focused, and then I'm going to shower up, and I'm going to hit, if it's Monday night, I got a CR meeting. If it's Tuesday night, I have a step study meeting. Those two are on the schedule, both days. And so I know throughout my day, I'm going to that meeting tonight on Monday or Tuesday. Okay, I, I know that I'm going to that. That's on my schedule. That helps to keep my mind connected to recovery, to staying sober. In the back of my mind, I know I'm not going to drink anyways. You know, and I always stay conscious of that and and, and grateful for that. I'm not. I'm, I didn't drink today. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Back to that one day at a time type of thing. But just knowing, especially for those who were early on, when I was early on and I was going to meetings, you know, trying to go to them every day. I didn't go to them quite every day. Like they say, go to 90 meetings in 90 days when you get out of rehab. That's what they suggest. I didn't hit one every day. I should have. I wish I would have. I didn't. I would encourage anyone out there listening. If you can do that, especially in the first 90 days, so crucial. Hit one every day. You want to stay sober? That's probably what you're going to have to do. There's not too many dudes and chicks out there who can do it by themselves and just say, oh, I think I'm going to quit today. It usually doesn't work like that. I'm sure there's the odd case that it does. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but I would not recommend trying it like that. Got to be in community. You got to be around people. Got to be, um, you know, some accountability. Meet people. Get out there talking to people. Okay, so I got my meeting and then I got dinner and some time with the family if there's a lot of time. We're usually home pretty late on both those nights, but those are in there throughout the week as well. I got some gratitude, trying to say a quick little prayer before bed, kiss the kids, maybe read a book, um, you know, maybe talk a little bit and then boom, I'm hitting the pillow and I'm out for the night. And that schedule stays pretty consistent as of right now, in, at this time, in this season of life, that's about what it looks like. And so, what I'm suggesting is something similar. Have a plan, have a schedule, have your routine mapped out, and eliminate all aspects where alcohol or, or drugs, but mainly we're talking, we're, you know, we're really focusing on, on alcohol here, cut all those things out of that schedule and rearrange it. So your schedule for tomorrow or for whatever day you're going to start is completely mapped out and doesn't have alcohol in it. So that's step one. Step two, I've already kind of mentioned this, but I wanted to elaborate on it a little further because it's a, it's a very big and important part. Have a meeting on your schedule at some point during the day. That's why I used Monday and Tuesday as an example because those are my two meeting days. Now, the meeting, maybe someone's saying, well, what meeting? What are you talking about? It can be an AA meeting, an NA meeting. That's Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. It can be a CR meeting, Celebrate Recovery. They have them at churches all across the United States as well as NA and AA. Refuge Recovery, another resource. They have those meetings all over the place. There's probably not as many as C-R-A-A or N-A, but there is refuge meetings all over the place nearby most large cities in the States. And that's just to name a few. There's a lot of online meetings. I would recommend getting out in your community and going to a a live meeting. In my opinion, I get more out of being out than Um, You know, doing something digital or over the computer, but at the same time, um, at the same time, some meeting is better than no meeting, is what I'm saying. Or maybe you can't get out. Maybe you're on house arrest or probation, or maybe you just have kids, or maybe your job doesn't allow you to, but you can take a break and you can, you know, you can kind of get it. Whatever works for you, but just find something. Some sort of meeting needs to be on your schedule during that day. And I would say every day for the first 90 days, I would recommend the same thing that when I got out of treatment, they recommended to me and everybody else who gets out. Do 90 meetings in 90 days and see what happens. Give yourself a shot. You got to lay down the pride and the ego. Got to lay down the pride and the ego. Biggest thing, walking through the doors of any meeting. I don't need, what are those thoughts, right? That go into our minds. I don't need to be here. I'm not like these people that mother I'm trying to stop saying the F word that that dude (laughs) it's harder than I thought that dude but I'm doing it is way worse than I am I am not as bad as him wow I, I never even got a DUI and I didn't I don't know how thank God I never got arrested a few times never went to jail got out of it um Didn't lose my marriage, almost. Didn't lose my job, real close. None of those bad things happened. And so, for me, and to hear other people's stories are crazy sometimes. You know, and I got some crazy stories too, but they, you know, I never got caught, number one, I don't know how, in the dumb things that I did. And also, some people did some dumber stuff than I did, and some more serious stuff, At the same time, though, it doesn't matter because everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is different. And so I knew, no matter what, I wasn't—I didn't need to compare myself to anybody. I knew in my heart, even though my my mind, the brain, was telling me different things that I didn't have a problem. I knew I had a problem, and I had to lay down my pride and my ego to let that go. You know, to let those thoughts, that voices, go to get into the rooms of recovery and let. It worked for me. I just had to show up. There's all types of people in recovery. There's all types of people getting sober. There's all types of people who struggle with different levels of substance abuse. Don't compare yourself to others. I would say this. Try a few meetings out over time too. Try some different ones. Try AA. Maybe you hate it. Maybe it sucks ass. Maybe you absolutely love it. and It's the best damn meeting you've ever been to meet some great people, get some phone numbers, you start networking, awesome. Try CR, try NA, try refuge. Try an online meeting one night. You know, in those 30 those first 30 days, you know, you string one together and then all of a sudden you string two together, you got one meeting a day. Try a couple out, see what works for you so you find something. The important thing is just show up and find something and keep an open mind. And an open heart about it. Don't be judgmental. Don't be one of those dicks who's, you know, questioning everybody and questioning everything. Just uh, shut the fuck up and listen. That's basically one of the best things I was told in in coming into the rooms. You know, coming into a meeting, coming into community, getting around some other people who understand what I'm going through and have been there and have been able to pull their asses out of it. So one dude said, you come to the meeting, shut the fuck up, sit in the front row. I failed miserably on saying the F word, but I just, I, I couldn't do it this time. And listen, listen, stop talking. I don't know everything. Once I figured that out, wait a minute. I don't really know anything. I'm cool with that now. I don't need to know everything. I'm not too old to learn. I'm not too too uh, prideful to shut up and take some advice from some dude who's older than me or younger than me. It doesn't really matter. They got something that I want, which is recovery, which is sobriety, which is a better life, you know, that I'm, that I'm looking for. Then then that's what I need. Um, That's what I need to do. I need to, I need to listen and then ask yourself, how bad do you not want to drink tomorrow? What am I willing to do? to not drink tomorrow. Hopefully it's not blowing dudes in the back alley either for spare change. That ain't going to work. You're going to find yourself on a much darker path. You're going to roll down that way. So that's not what I'm saying, but how bad, you know, how bad do you want it? What are you willing to go through that's reasonably, um, you know, makes sense to stop drinking and, and go into a meeting it's a minor thing. I know it seems like a huge thing for a lot of people. You know, it does because there's a stigma around me, which that's, I mean, that's a big reason I started Sober Guy was to help talk about the stigma, help talk about the shit that people don't really know about. You know, people don't really know that there's a great community of people, the, the general, a, a general person out there who doesn't really know anything about recovery or has never dealt with addiction is what I'm saying. A lot of people do have a general idea, but a lot of people also have the idea of what it is by what somebody else told them who really didn't have much experience. I can't count how many times you say, oh, I went to A, it didn't work for me. Well, how many meetings did you go to? Well, I went to a couple. Well, did you do a step study? Did you work, a, did you work the step? Did you, did you have a sponsor? Well, no well, you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I've heard that a lot of, and I'm not saying that I have all the answers either. I don't know half of the shit. I don't. But what I do know is what's worked for me and what's worked for me is picking a meeting, showing up, getting a sponsor, which isn't in these three top tips because this is we're, we're taking this one little bite at a time and we haven't got to that yet, but that's a very important part too. And then doing the next right thing. And you know having a meeting on your schedule at some point during that day is going to be crucial for you to not drink it tomorrow. So set your schedule. Have a meeting on that schedule. The first two tips, so important. And then number three, obviously a very important one too. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the three tips. Have a resource ready if the urge to drink pops up. Have a resource ready if the urge to drink pops up, and you know damn well there's a good chance it will. As a matter of fact, let me just say this: especially early on, you can expect that it will happen. It will likely happen, and and you should expect that that urge at some point throughout your day, you're going to have those thoughts. And, and let me give you my best piece of advice from my own experience: is that At first, I would really beat myself up about those thoughts and say, you're supposed to be sober now. You don't drink anymore. You're trying to live this new life. Why are you having those thoughts? That's not a good approach for me. It was not a good approach at the time. The approach that I learned over some time, and and hopefully this might save you some time, this kind of falls into meditation and prayer too, which you know, there's so many topics and so much stuff we could go down, but I I don't have time to go into that right now, but it does fall into it, is letting those thoughts pass and giving yourself grace and being okay with them, okay? Acknowledging the thought. I know that my brain's telling me right now that I really have this urge to go get jacked up right now, to go drink. I've expected this thought to come. I knew it was coming. So here it is. Now, instead of trying to block it out and white knuckle it, not going to drink, not going to drink, not going to drink, boom, oh, dang it, I'm not going to drink, dude. I mean, I did that a lot of times too. I learned to let the thought pass and let the urge go. And then here's what I do in that time. I have resources to battle that urge back because sheer willpower is nine times out of 10, not enough. Like I said, there's the odd case. There's always some strange, weird fool out there who can somehow do it without all this shit. I've seen it. I don't I don't understand it, but more than likely it it just it just you don't see it. You have to have a battle plan, like anything. And so what do you do? You expect the urge, you give it grace, you give yourself grace, you let it pass through, and then here's what you do: you call somebody up. You call one of your homeboys, you call your mentor. Call somebody that you trust that knows that you're having a struggle with this. And if nobody knows, that's even more reason to get your ass to a meeting and meet somebody as fast as you can. The weird dude who gives you his phone number and says, call me anytime. You don't have to always be a weird dude, but sometimes there's a weird dude. It doesn't have to be like that. There's so many good people. You know who can who can be a resource for you in some sort of group. That's where this comes into play. Hey, what's up John? Yeah, hey remember me I'm Shane. I met you at the at the meeting last night. Hey dude I don't mean to bug you. I don't want to take a lot of your time. I just want to tell you that man, I'm really having a strong urge to drink right now. I'm trying to stay sober today. I really don't want to drink today. Forget about any days moving forward. I'm just focusing on today. I really don't want to drink. I was just calling you to, to, to talk to you a little bit and, and let it out a little bit. Hey, man, no problem, man. That's what I'm here for. Um, man, yeah, so, you know, is there something triggering you? What are you doing right now? Where are you at? You never know. It might end up on, hey, do you want to meet for some coffee? I mean, you'd be so surprised what happens when you put yourself out there and do the next right thing. So shocked. It's absolutely amazing. I've seen it happen over and over and over and over sometimes i can't believe it wow damn did that dude just help me out like that and just meet you don't even i can just call him and say hey i'm I'm, you know i'm feeling like this right now there's no weakness in that it's actually strength like a mug son like stepping up being a man being a woman talking about things Okay, so is there someone you can call? Have somebody close to you? Is there a meeting you can go to immediately? That's what I was talking about earlier with planning a meeting. When you do that, you should also have a schedule of when there's other meetings going on. Let's say, let me give you an example real quick here. Let's say, let me take a quick drink too. Let's say that you're at work and and you got a break maybe you have time maybe there's a lunch meeting you can go to you can shoot over there you got a schedule you know when that maybe there's one that you need to go to right on your way home from work you don't even have time to go home go to the gym whatever like it's been a rough day i need to go to a meeting now what's up babe hey i need to i need i need to take care of something real quick. I, I got to meet, you know, cause I don't know the situation. Maybe the spouse doesn't know you. There's a lot of different scenarios here. And I understand that everybody, I don't know what anyone's personal thing is, but you feel me, right? I'm just trying to lay the template out. Those are the, those are the types of things that somebody out there watching or listening is going to kind of have to determine on your own. I'm giving you the nuts and the bolts here, the basics. Okay. So Have a meeting scheduled with you. So, you know, maybe it's first thing in the morning. Maybe you want to wake up early. There's an early meeting. I know here in Backville, there's a, uh, I think a 630 meeting for them early birds that want to get up and get the day rolling before, before they go to work, you know, before they go to the gym, whatever your schedule is. Okay. So check that out too. Is there a podcast you can turn on? How many podcasts are out there now that are talking about recovery? I know and and I'm I'm gonna say this because I'm very proud of it when when uh, we started Sober Guy, you know, there was there was a couple podcasts out there talking about recovery, and we were one of the earlier ones, and, and that's something that, that makes me proud. And um, you know, I I dig that. And and I'm also proud because I ain't I ain't a hater and I'm not hating on on any 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 one person or platform or ideas. I'm actually like stoked to see so many resources popping up in recovery. Like how many podcasts, I can't tell you how many podcasts are coming up right now. There's probably one being created like every other day, you know, that's talking about sobriety, addiction, living a better lifestyle, depression, anxiety, all that stuff. There's so many of them out there. I'll give you a few. Obviously, you got sober guy, okay? You got the share podcast with my homeboy, oh, he's got a good thing going on. You got Recovery Elevator with Paul. Um, you know, we all kind of started around the same time, at least in the same year 2014, 2015, right around there. Um, who else? You got Dopey, Dopey platform is huge, they got a whole bunch of followers. Everyone's got their own little style, their own little deal, and that, that's what's cool is that. You can kind of try different ones out and figure out what you like. And that, that tool right there, that podcast, is something that literally is in your pocket if you got a phone. And who doesn't have a phone these days? I'm sure there's you know some, some crazy fool out there. I, I want to not have a phone, actually, some days. I was telling my homeboy, Mike, I said, man, we need to just go back to pagers. Just page me. I'll call you on my house phone. <laughs> I may have to do that. Because the phone drives me crazy sometimes. At the same time, it's a valuable tool. You got a podcast. Any moment, what do I do? Boom. Oh, yeah. Let me look for a podcast here. Okay. i look there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one. Recovery. Okay. I'm acting out like a fool right now. But you know what I'm getting at? You have resources in your pocket that you can go check out. Go on a run. Go on a walk. Lift some weights resource ready. All this depends on your schedule. I get it. And and to the, to the person like me, like old Shane, who used to say, I just don't have time for that. Well, I guess you don't have time to get sober then because you better make time. You better make time. You got to create time. You got to get creative. You got to want it. You got to be hungry. You got to sacrifice things, time, sleep to get it. And if you don't, I guess you're still drinking. That's what I did. I didn't want it bad enough. That's why it took me a long time. I struggled with addiction for over 20 years, drinking and doing drugs. 20 years of my life. Boom. I don't even remember most of it because I was just, it was, a, it was a fog. So what does it mean to you? Can you talk to your spouse about it? It's another big question, you know. Mm-hmm. I went to Jess, you know, she was the first one I went to when I said, I think I have a problem. You know, thankfully I can do that. That all depends on someone's situation as well. But I'd encourage you to do that. If you've got a strong relationship, it's not broke yet, there's still room to fix it, fix it. Talk about it. Open up about it. Tell your person that you love how you feel. You only get one love. <laughs> I, I actually do believe that. You get one love, one true love. Don't be smacking me around. Those people out there who have been divorced like three times and now you finally found your fourth one. Okay, you're a rare case. It does happen. (laughs) But for the most part, it is what it is. Meditation and prayer. What about meditation and prayer? Another resource. I would say that that's something that is definitely a a, a practice, like anything, and I have to practice it. I got to do it often and you know some some days I suck at it some days I feel good at it but the important thing is just I keep going I keep going I don't give up like I said you have the 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 will the want the need the determination um, you have all that stuff within you that personal responsibility to do whatever it takes to not drink and sometimes sometimes That means doing shit that you might not think you need to do or want to do or feel like doing. When you don't feel like that, you don't feel like going to a meeting. Like when I feel like that, that's when I know I need to go. I don't feel like going tonight. I could be doing this. I could be doing that. I don't need to talk about the shit. I feel fine. No, you need to get your lazy ass up, Shane, and you need to go to the meeting because you need to be there. And here's the other thing about that that's so important is you know, we think about me, 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 I, 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 I don't need to go to that meeting because I don't need this and I don't want that. I don't have the time. I don't feel like it. I'm not like those other people. I, 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 me, me, me. That's part of the problem. Selfishness. Selfish ass motherfucker. It's the way it is. I still work on, I'm I'm still working on that on the selfishness thing. It's tough. Even after five years, free from alcohol and drugs, um, it's tough. You know it it is tough. And, um, we don't always go to meetings. We don't always go places for us. Sometimes, even in the depths of our shitty stories and shitty things we're going through, we share that. We open up about that. We talk to somebody. That might help somebody else. They might have needed to hear what I have to say. So I didn't go to that meeting just for me. I went for somebody else. I went to serve. And when we start getting in a service mindset, as, you know, as somebody's recovery program goes on and as mine has went on, the more that I practice that, the more that I learn that, man, the better it gets and the easier it gets, the more I understand that this life is about service. It ain't about me. It's not about me. That's a hard thing to swallow sometimes. It, just, it doesn't make sense because we're selfish human beings. That's the way we're wired, a lot of us. Especially those who struggle with alcohol and drugs. I want to say something. We're going to wrap this up. You can do it. Let me tell you this, though. Ain't nobody going to do shit for you. No one's going to do it for you. Nobody did it for me. I'm not saying I didn't have a lot of help along the way. I absolutely had a ton of help along the way. And thank you, so much to God, to all my family, my friends, everybody who helped me along the way, and everyone who continues to help me, okay? But nobody did it for me ultimately but me. I had to wake up and take that on myself. There's no magic wand. you got to show up. you got to do the work. You got to show up. You got to do the work. I love you guys. Thank you for listening today. I hope this helps somebody out there in, uh, in, in in just one thing. If none of this made sense to you, hopefully you found one little thing that might help you not drink tomorrow. Check us out at ThatSoberGuy.com. Connect with us on Instagram at RealThatSoberGuy and at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean, son.